This is the Zen Nova Scotia podcast with talks by Cone Franz. If you would like to support and be part of our community, you can start by visiting zennovascotia.com. The other day someone came to me and they said, I have a new favorite Zen phrase. And I said, oh, what is it? And he said, don't be a ghost. And I said, well, that's pretty good, but I don't know where that comes from. So I looked it up. And I could only find one reference to this. There's a, a very famous Zen story, which maybe we've talked about in the past. It starts with two monks. And they're walking, and they come across... A, a gully or some place that's been washed out. You know, there's water and, and there's a woman there who, is, who can't cross. Depending on how you tell the story, maybe because she physically can't and maybe because she's dressed really nicely and doesn't want to uh, destroy what she's wearing. But in any case, the, of the two monks, the senior monk uh, very politely just scoops her up in his arms, and carries her across the water and puts her back down. And the two monks are walking to wherever they're going. Maybe an hour later, the younger monk just kind of explodes. And and he says, I can't believe you did that. We're monks. We are forbidden from touching women. And you just reached out there and you just carried her across that water, and you're just acting like nothing happened at all. And usually the way we tell the kind of the punchline is the senior monk says, yes, but I put her down back there, and you're still carrying her. But in one telling of the story that I could find, the senior monk punctuates this by saying, don't be a ghost. And since it's so close to Halloween, I thought, (laughs) let's talk about ghosts. The thing about ghosts, and I think the primary reason that we might imagine that the senior monk is speaking this way, is that ghosts are, are trapped in the past. Not just in the past, but trapped, but ghosts are they're tethered to a moment. Right? Something happened to them. And usually we'd say there are two categories. Either they were harmed or they made a mistake. A really critical mistake. And they are doomed. They're fated to live in that one event forever. They're trapped. They haunt. If they're in a big house, they probably can't even roam the whole house. They're stuck in one room. They're stuck in one hallway. Their range of motion is very, very small. 
after 10 years or 100 years or 200 years, their existence is still defined by this one thing that happened. This one thing that almost inevitably caused pain. So on a very simple level, the senior monk is saying, don't get stuck. Right? You're here. That was back there. Cut that cord. But for us, it's not, it's not as easy as noticing that someone said something in a meeting today and we've been obsessing about it ever since. That's the simple version of this. It's recognizing that we all have something, probably more than one thing, to which we're tethered. There's a place that we haunt. There's a place that we can't let go of. No matter where we are, we're there in relationship to this other place. Where we were harmed or where we screwed up and we reenact it over and over and over and over again. And if it's gone on long enough, we know that if we were to, to physically die, <laughs> but somehow retain consciousness, that we would still be thinking about that thing. We know it. So we'll play out something that happened decades ago. We'll play it out when we sit. We'll play it out when we're driving in, in traffic. We'll play it out as we're falling asleep. My son the other day, he, he, he wanted to buy next year's costume. And he, he got a, a, it's a ghost, but it has chains on it. And it said on the tag, chained ghost. We've all seen this image before. We've seen it in movies. We've seen it on, in theme parks. Right. A chained ghost is not a ghost that was a prisoner in life and is now stuck with those chains. A chained ghost is a ghost that's locked to something. It's burdened. We all do this, and I don't think there's an easy way out. It's not as easy as let go. I heard someone describe the other day, was describing Zazen as like, like scooping up water from a dirty river and then letting it sit for a long time so that all the sediment goes to the bottom and get clear. That's very beautiful. I don't know if any of you have experienced that before. But, but the point, the real point of that image is that everything that was in that cup in the beginning is still there. <laughs> right? You might be able to see more clearly. It might seem nicer. But 
nothing gets flushed away. There's no purification system. Part of understanding this aspect of our lives, of course, is just noticing that it's there. Realizing. Really honestly. You know, is, is there a room that I haven't left since I entered it? And why? Part of what we do in this practice is we ask, we ask ourselves to come back to where we are right now. And so in all these stories, there's kind of a splash of cold water. There's a reason people take cold showers. It takes you out of the fantasy. There's a reason in these stories that someone hits you in the face. It's not to hurt you. Again, it's to say, hey! You're also here. And that's great. And we have these moments and we can, we can apply them to ourselves a little bit. I think we can learn to kind of slap ourselves in the face a little bit. But it doesn't fix it. It doesn't free us. The, the underlying project of being a ghost is to realize that you don't have to stay in that room. That room will always be there. And that crime will always be in the process of being reenacted in that room. Always. A ghost doesn't know that he can leave. In Japan once, I, I, I went to a place. It was supposed to be a sanctuary for bears. But it was a prison. Bears had been kept there for decades and they'd been bred there and they were all insane. So you'd watch them, 20 in a cage, and each one had its own path where they were just wearing a groove. They'd walk in a circle, some of them just back and forth and back and forth, and others might have a more complicated route where they go over to the fence here and then they turn and they go over here and then they go back. But if you watched them for three hours, they would just do the same thing. If you came back the next day, they were doing the same thing, just wearing this groove. And you get the sense that if you were to go down there and open the gate, that they would just stay <laughs> right where they are. That's a, a literal embodiment of karma. <laughs> How do we notice that the gate's been opened? How do we get some taste of the scale of where we really are and our actual range of motion? That's hard. There's another way to understand Don't be a ghost. 
And this one for me is particularly powerful. Because the other thing we know about a ghost is that a ghost can't touch anything. A ghost goes right through walls. If a ghost tries to grab you, you might get a chill, but it isn't grabbing you. It's just passing through. So ghosts pass through the world without being of the world. They're ethereal beings. And the monk in the story saw an opportunity where he could reach out and he could be of service. He could touch something and he wouldn't do it. He wanted to be pure. And his way of being pure was to be absent. The story isn't just about the fact that he's obsessing about something. It's that he's useless. I think the idea of of a bodhisattva sounds so clean. But I think a bodhisattva is filthy. Their hands are dirty and their hands are rough. And they step into situations where they can make mistakes. Because if you don't step into a situation where you can make a mistake, you're a ghost. You're not touching the world. You may as well not be there. We look at things around us that we think we can't change. And we say, well, then I shouldn't even touch that. Right? I know there's something wrong, but that's... I shouldn't even get involved. Or I'm just going to make that worse. (laughs) And again, I'm talking to myself here. But we rise above it by staying out of it. And in the story of whatever that is, we're like, we're that image in the photograph that people are looking at and they're saying, was somebody there? That's so creepy. What's happening within the circumference of your life that you're managing not to touch? <laughs> I could start a list for me, but it would we'd be here forever. <laughs> the senior monk in the story He's right here, and he's doing what's right in front of him. And the junior monk is living a story about being a monk. Right? And he can't even see the monk who's next to him on the road. He has no idea that the real thing is walking next to him. 
because he's haunting his life. Anyway, the more I think about all this, the darker it gets for me. (laughs) It's pretty good. I'll stop there. For more information about Zen, our practice, and how you can support and take part in our community, please visit zennovascotia.com.